Welcome to episode 14. I will keep it brief. Check out our website, bhbanter.com. Hit us up on social media under Bounty Hunter Banter or BH Banter if you're on Twitter. Leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes and tell everyone how awesome we are on Facebook. In fact, tell us too. Chris is manning his PC waiting for you to reach out to feedback at bhpenter.com to tell him exactly what you think of him. Make sure you do email him. He's in his fishnet stockings and he loves to reply in a husky voice. Lucky for us, you can't hear emails. Anyway, I just got back from my trip of debauchery, so I'm going to leave you to the episode so I can get back to recovering. I've got this weird rash I've got to sort out too. The nice lady in the parlour said he was nothing to worry about, but it looks like it's growing eyes and a mouth, so maybe I should get it checked out. Nah, should be right. Welcome back to Bounty Hunter Banter for your regular dose of beer and pop culture. I'm here with Pete. Howdy. I'm Dan, so we're your two regulars, and tonight we've got a very special guest, one of our uh, good friends and friend of the show, James. Special is definitely an underrated word, but yeah. <coughs> yeah, we'll go, we'll go with that to start with. <laughs> Unfortunately, Chris is uh, fairly sick and busy at the moment. Well, um, that's what he claimed, but I, I heard another rumour that he had a bit of an accident with a waxing pot, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Something about not being the, able to walk. The back sack and crack didn't go to plan this time around. <laughs> um, we've, we've, all, uh, we've all had a little bit of a dose of the flu, and uh, unfortunately, Chris's dose of the flu uh, overlaps with the recording of this episode, so he's had to sit out this one. Um, but we've got James in to fill in. He's just as uh, crude as Chris can be, so uh, we'll oh. see what happens from here on out. I mean, you're setting the bar pretty low. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, we have four beers to try as per usual. We have McKellar from Denmark. We have a beer celebrations, uh, Copenhagen. It's a barrel-aged sour at 7.7%. We've got Last Rites from Tasmania. Dead Man's Revenge, Black IPA, 6.5%. Uh, three Ravens triple from Vic, nine percent, and Edge Brewing Project from Vic at uh ten percent, and it is Jesus. a Imperial Stout that one. Lovely. Oh, nice. And it'll the- be my first Black IPA too. Oh, okay, cool. Um, these were handpicked by the man himself, when at uh, Quakers, our friends down there at Quaker Cellars, unpaid plug. But uh, he does keep a fantastic selection of beers and keeps us going back with uh, him and his boys always giving us great recommendations, as we always say on the show. We'll get into it uh, a little bit later, but I'm going to make some requests of when throughout this episode too. Well, actually, that's where I was going to go straight on to. You've, oh, okay. just, you've just come back from Vegas, so why don't you give us a bit of a breakdown of your uh, your beer tour around Vegas with those multiple beer menu pitches you kept sure. sending us. I found it really surprising and impressive and I was jealous as fuck that everywhere you went, and we were in Vegas, right? So it's not a real town. It doesn't really, none of it's real. It's just excessive to the extreme. It sets a new bar for excessive. Um, But every place you went had a craft beer menu and there would have been 10 craft beers on tap or in packaged product everywhere you went. Didn't matter how small the bar was. And in fact, I didn't realize until the very end of our 11-day trip that the small bar attached to the hotel reception, uh, just at the base of the fucking um, hotel we were staying in, had a Cicerone certified... Oh, um, uh, yeah, you sent that to me, yeah. Yeah, so everyone that worked there was Cicerone certified server. and so they, James is looking very blank. I'm looking confused now. Cicerone is, it's only just sort of made its way to Australia, being the classes are being done by the Institute of Beer. So if anybody's keen on uh, becoming a certified Cicerone, that's who you got to contact. 
It's basically, well, it's not basically, it is a what a sommelier is to wine. Ah, yeah, okay. A Cicerone is, a certified Cicerone is to beer. And you're talking at least 12 months of specific study uh, around passing the cert after you are already a beer nerd. So it's a pretty serious, pretty hardcore fucking cert. So this bar is stocked by a Cicerone and everyone that worked for them was Cicerone certified server. So they do another course beyond understanding beer and and everything that goes into beer, which is the Cicerone course. The Cicerone server uh, is taught how to serve beer properly. So what glasses to use, how to respect the beer, the perfect drinking temperature, how to talk about beer. You know, you, you have all these craft brewers putting so much time and effort and love and sweat and tears into making amazing beer. And then you go to a dirty pub that serves the beer in a fucking dirty glass and the beer is the pool. wrong temperature. <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's disrespectful to the craft brewers as far as I'm concerned. I, anyway. I was I was at a craft beer bar uh, only oh, kind of in last week because I was really sick. Uh, there must have been the week before. And I got served in a dirty glass. It yeah, had it bubbles, me. bubbles all up the side of the glass. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy is really nice and I don't want to be a dick and he knows who I am. You so, should have been a you dick. You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to drink it. No, it's, um, so anyway, so everywhere I went, yeah, okay. we were drinking from 10 o'clock in the morning until 3 o'clock in the morning. So uh, although we hit the G&Ts at the blackjack tables. So just quickly, um, the, the two mainstay beers that we were drinking were Sam Adams um, Boston Lager and Goose Island IPA. So pretty much everywhere we went had those two beers. Um, the pools that we were sunbaking in had those two beers. So that was kind of our basic beer. So Sam Adams is from Boston and obviously Boston Lager. Uh, and Goose Island is from Chicago. Yep. And um, uh, I'm not going to go through every beer I tried because there would be several hundred. Uh, but ones that stood out for me, Brooklyn Brown Ale. Was amazing. Oh, Brooklyn, as a, Brooklyn Brown. Yeah, yeah, w- that was an amazing brown ale. I'm not going to say it's so easy to drink. Yeah. <laughs> it was very <laughs> smooth. Give you shit about yeah, that. I know. Uh, Tanaya Creek Hauling Oats, which was an oatmeal stout, um, that was amazing. So I actually noticed I was tending to go for dark beers, which is very unusual for me. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, yeah. But porters, oatmeal stouts, imperial stouts. Yeah. Um, I had a mango IPA from Anchor. Brewing and a grapefruit IPA from someone I don't remember who the brewer was, but didn't like it. Didn't like it. No. What so. was what, what was what you didn't like about it? Too much grapefruit. Too grapefruit juice or peel oh, or it, was it, it was it juicy like that? No. Um, not like that. No, it was uh, like too much aid. pith. Yeah. Okay. Um, too too just, much pith bitterness. And, and and so I you know the first couple of mouthfuls were great, and then after that it just got way too bitter and sharp. You know, you got that real citrus twang, and it would just overpower the flavor of the beer. Yeah, okay. Um, speaking of citrus twangs, um, <laughs> we have in front of us uh, Mikella from Denmark. This is Mikella Beer Celebration. Um, they're from Copenhagen, and it's uh, Mikella Beer Celebrations, formerly known as CBC, is the sixth beer celebrations we've held since 2012. The festival is one of the most recognized beer festivals in the world. It's basically, it sounds a little bit like their gabs. They get people, they get the brewers to come with uh, unique beers. They pour them from there. Once the kegs are done, they're done. There's no more doing it. Yep. This is a barrel-aged sour. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, yeah, I've yeah. got it. Yeah. You've, you've got it already. I'm, I'm drinking it. You've, all yeah. Oh, you've already you've already yeah. tried it. <laughs> this is zingy as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's like sucking on a wedge yeah. of lemon. Yeah, it takes me back to the old uh, warheads as a child. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's got that real lemon zing to it. It's got a little bit of woody oak yeah, on the nose. Say, you can taste um, the barrel. Yeah, you can taste the barrel. I I can't. I've only had one sip. I can't get past that lemony zing yet. But, uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'll just quickly finish, um, the, the standout Sam Smith's nut brown ale was probably my favorite of the whole trip. That was, um, that was amazing as a, yep. uh, uh, followed pretty closely by Moody Tongue's caramelized chocolate churro Baltic Porter, okay. which is a <laughs> mouthful. mouthful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had, yeah, I, I tried everything from Chicago brewing. So we went into one of the casinos in Old Town and, uh, asked for a, asked for a, a tasting paddle. And it was a, a tasting Lazy Susan with nine mini steins in it. Nice. We started off sober. We ended up not sober. Yeah. Um, well, those beer menus you were sending me saying yeah. I'm working my way through it uh, were fucking long. <laughs> yeah, really there were long. some big beers in there. Uh, last one I'll mention is Joseph James Hefeweizen, which is an interesting vice beer. Um, it, was, it, it was probably the palest beer I've ever tried. It, it almost looked like water um, and, you know, very light on the palate, very easy. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Dan's still a bit sick, so every time I make him laugh, he fucking goes into a coughing fit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was it was great in, in terms of beer. I I spent the whole eleven days thinking, you know, Dan, Chris, and I need to do a fucking a a, a Vegas tour just for the beers, and that'll be the excuse we tell our wives. Tax deductible. That's right. Tax, tax, tax deductible. I don't know. I don't know whether the uh, the cirrhosis of the liver is tax deductible after you get back from something like oh, that. I've been on detox all week. In fact, this is the first drop I've touched since I got back, so I've been back a week now. Oh, well, you started on an 8-bit stockade, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Good, good start. Um, that, uh, Mikel, I like that. I it, the, that, that zingy, lemony gets a little, well, you've, you've, Hoed into your uh, sample there too, James. There is more in there too if you want to get into it. I just didn't uh, didn't know what your thoughts were on sour beers, so I didn't pour oh, you no, a too I'm, big I'm, one. I'm a fan of sours. Uh, the lemon th- put me off at first. It was a bit like what you said. You sort of had to get the uh, get past that lemon, yeah, and then you sort of then you can start to enjoy. It's, it. It's like when you do suck on a lemon wedge, the you, it really hits you to start with. But when you do it a couple more times in the in the same sort of sitting. Uh, you get used to that sort of sour lemoniness, and I, th- I, f- I feel that the same there. It's like- nice. I-, I think it's really good. I think it's a really nice barrel-aged sour. I mean, the barrel doesn't overpower it for what could potentially come in straight over the top. That yeah, you're wood. right. It just adds a bit of complexity to it, which yeah. I'm enjoying. Um, I'm, this might sound a bit gross, but I still think it's relevant. If you happen to burp after drinking some, you get pure lemon. It's like chewing on a on a piece of lemon in your in your coke. Yeah. Okay. Just thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, going going from your Vegas trip onto our first pop culture topic, uh, I've been waiting for James to get onto the show so we can talk about this because he's the only one that I know that uh, has any well not Class, ne- style, not finesse. Yeah, <laughs> go with that. Um, any any interest in it, or you guys will probably have interest in it once you hear about it. But uh, American Gods, um, yeah. we we both Neil saw- Gaiman. Yeah, Neil Gaiman's book. We both saw that the TV show was coming out. We both said we're going to read this before we watch the show. Um, and that was actually before we even decided to talk to each other. Exactly, yeah. I <laughs> me- you messaged me or I messaged you saying, have you seen it? Because we're both Terry Pratchett fans. You got me on the Discworld. Yep. 
Um, Neil Gaiman is in along that same line. They've they've written a book together, which they're actually making into. I don't know whether it's a mini series or a series itself, but they're making Bad Omens into a uh, into a series. Ah, as well. Okay. Yep. So that got announced last week, as well as something else. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but there was Bad Omens and. Some a Discworld one and something yeah, else. Yeah, yep, yep. I, I think I saw that come up on my Facebook feed and yeah, what have you. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing that. So American Gods, huge book. We I know we both commented <laughs> that we were a little bit daunted by the uh, how big the book was. It's yeah. six hundred plus pages. pages. Small text. <laughs> but I pumped through it yeah. like absolutely hammered through. It. It's a really really easy book to read. Yeah. So to set the uh, to set the premise for Pete, it's set in America. Yep. Of all places, being called does American it have gods. gods in it? It does have gods in it. So wow. intuitive. It's, it's aptly named. This, this isn't. I'm not going to go into too many spoilers. This is talked about very, very early in the book, and you get the drift of it quite quickly. That when people travelled from the old world to the new world, being America, they brought their cultures and their basically they brought their gods and their fairy tales with them. Yep. Um, and they, they, all these gods have existed within. American culture since these people have come over. So you've got people from Norse mythology um, when the, the Scandinavians came over. You've got people from um, – you've got leprechauns from Ireland. Ah, to be uh, sure, yeah. to be sure. You've got, you've got African, <laughs> African gods, gods that have yeah. come over. You've got uh, Eastern European gods that have come over. And they all, they all exist within the, the American culture. Um, and it's basically a story of the old gods coming to terms with the new gods. So right. the new gods would be you've got uh, technological boy who is yep. basically the internet, uh, yep. internet and Wi-Fi media. Uh, you've got media who is uh, television, mm-hmm. television and media. Uh, I think they even go freeways and highways. Yes, freeways and highways. We've got to avoid highways. the freeways and highways because that, we don't know what side they're on. That's exactly it. Um, and then you've got the uh, the black ops guys. Um, yeah, the the, uh, the, the, the the spooks. The they spooks. refer to them as yep the spooks. Uh, and these they're, they're separated in, and they talk about a coming war between the old gods and the new gods. Right. So okay. um, I loved it. I know, like oh, our look, our conversations. I mean. I, I, I actually Googled this before I came over here. I mean, it, it, I think it won four awards. It won the Hugo, the Nebula, the Locust, and the Bram Stoker. Like yeah, it's, okay. It's, I, it's I rate a lot anything that wins a Nebula belt. award. So I've read 17 or 18 novels that have won Nebula awards over the years. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to go if you want to yeah. pick up a sci-fi and know it's a good yep. book. And I, a couple of stinkers, mind you. I do the same thing with the Bram Stoker Award, actually. Yeah, yeah okay. things, things well, that win the Bram Stoker I was, Award. I was actually surprised it actually won the Bram Stoker. Yeah, I mean, it's got some of those darker points in it, um, but uh, yeah, it, I definitely wouldn't class it as a horror novel. No, but, uh, no, yeah, definitely no it or anything like that. But no. uh, it's, uh, I actually had to cross reference that because I'm thinking, nah, surely this is just a mistake. But no, nah, it actually won it. Yeah. Yeah, 2001, I think it was, if memory serves. It does have some darker, but it's 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 very. It's it's hard to I would find it very hard to define. It's fantasy, but not you what anybody would class as traditional fantasy. It's no. set in the modern world with these old gods, new gods, and how they're interacting. It does have different worlds that come in the like the the Fey world and everything like that mm. that's spoken about. And um, so yeah, there is a lot of different elements. So it's it's kind of hard to define as a genre. Mm. For I know. Me. Uh, oh. He rewrote the book. Originally, uh, the original book that came out, uh, I think we were talking about yeah, this. Yeah, he's got a- he, It was actually cut down. So if you buy a more recent book, he's actually 
rewritten it to how he would prefer it to be written, uh, read. So it was when it first came out, it was abridged, and uh, it's it was now unabridged. Ran through the publishers, right? Yeah, and right. they. So no, we've got a director's cut book, is what you're saying. Basically. Okay, cool. From, from yeah. the way he describes it in the prologue, um, yeah. it, he, it sounded like an enormous story. Yeah. Like how he talks about how big this story was. So, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and it was actually through the prologue that he was talking about how he sort of got these awards and people were saying, yeah, they didn't know what category to even put it into. It was just, it sort of bridged it all, you know, um, crime, okay. you know, all that sort of main genres. Yeah, because I mean, it follows it follows the main character Shadow, uh, mm-hmm. Shadow Moon, um, and he is not Sailor Moon. Not so, thankfully, not <laughs> thankfully, not Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Sorry, he's uh, he's brought into the employment of the mysterious Mister Wednesday. Um, you obviously find out later in the book who Mister Wednesday is. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. No. Um, going into the TV show, uh, him and uh, Mister Wednesday, they are on a bit of a road trip to get the old gods onto Wednesday's side. Recruitment drive. Recruitment drive. Um it the we we I quickly sent you a message. You've watched all of season one. Yeah, I've watched all okay. of season one. How much does season one spoil the overall premise of the rest of the book? Because it stops with them talking to Easter. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So it Without trying to spoil it for anyone else because it is still fairly new. Yes. And uh, I, I haven't seen it. And I mean yeah, I know. it's stupid because I've read the book. I know what's going to happen, but I don't want you to spoil the TV yeah, series for me because I know you, you mentioned that they took a few little liberties with it. and and It's kind of like saying George R. Martin stopped watching Game of Thrones. The fucker still hasn't finished writing the last book or maybe there's two books. I'm not, I haven't read the books, but he doesn't even watch the show anymore because the show's just gone. We can't wait for you to fucking write a book every five years, dude. We've got a TV series to run. But yeah. you're saying so, that they so, diverted a lot longer before the- uh- yeah, yeah. Well, there were always diversions, but they're so far- Like, there's characters dead in Game of Thrones, the TV series, that are still oh, very much alive. alive oh, yeah. in the books. In the wow, books. Okay. Like, yeah. You've read them all, too, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Except the and last one. Is there, is there one more to go? Game of Thrones. Game book. of Thrones Two book. books. Two books, Two books left. are left, yeah. I don't know if he's going to live long enough to fucking- oh, Have t- you seen the dude? Somebody yeah. will write him for him. Yeah, another brand, Brandon Sanderson from uh, uh, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, but the but, um, same thing happened with um, Frank Herbert. His son took yeah. over and then a few other people ended Ju- up writing Frank Herbert, the, June. the June. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Frank Herbert wrote June. So he wrote June, Children of June. Uh, and that had, a, that had a massive sort of spin-offs and a whole worlds yeah. being built off that. Yeah, yeah. so his, his son took over at some stage, but then I think all the house books, uh, somebody else wrote House Harkonnen, House Atreides, and all the other houses that are there, and it, it's ballooned out, and there's like dozens of Dune books, uh, mm. not just in the main Dune storyline, but in the in the side stories as well. So somebody yeah. somebody will finish it. I mean, it's too much money. The publishers are not going to give up on. Well, I think, to be honest, I mean, so- uh, Robert, I actually had to look it up. It's been that long since I've read Wheel of Time. So Robert Jordan, yeah, um, got so long winded in his books. He, I think he survived to eight or nine books in the series, and these are there's twelve or thirteen, isn't there? 13, in the whole lot, yeah, mm. the, and they're huge. I, th- terms. And I, I think it was only the last four or five that were uh, written by two, his son. Off three, notes. no, three, it wasn't his three. son. It was uh, uh, they brought oh, in I- brought in um Brandon. Brandon Sanderson, I got it right before. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. Brandon came in and, and wrote the books based on the notes that, that Robert Jordan had written. Um, and his style was specifically selected. So he had started writing. He was coming up in the ranks as a fantasy writer. 
and the estate chose him out of a group of, of writers who'd said, yes, I'm prepared to t- yeah. take good, on the mantle. Good way to do it. Yeah. And I actually thought his style of prose was a lot better. Yeah. There the- were whole books in the Wheel of Time series that you could fucking have skipped. It's just a book where four different characters that start off the series together traveling as a, an adventure party are all doing their own thing and they basically do fucking nothing for two novels. Yeah. It's just a thousand pages of filler. So, anyway, and it's not, we're way off topic. Yeah, Sorry. anyway. But Japanese back, anime. Back to, <laughs> yeah. back to uh, the TV series. Sorry, I won't interrupt this time. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. Uh, the end. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to drink. It's, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, you Dan. I went in with high hopes. I mean, when you're given literary gold, right? Yep. How hard is it to fuck that shit up? Yeah. Well, apparently not that hard. Apparently not that so hard. So the series was shit. The TV series no, was shit. It, okay, anyone who's read the Game of Thrones novel will probably be able to relate to this. So you read the novel. You're like, great. That's fantastic. Adapt it. I want to see that pop on the screen. Yeah. And then you get these people who want to do creative license. Right. Okay. You know. So it's kind of like the Shannara Chronicles. Yeah. Because Shannara is actually, Shana- I mean, I, I must admit, I haven't read the first book of them about 80% of the way through. I fucking made it about 30 seconds into that. Into the novel or the TV the series? The TV series. The TV oh. series is like a teen fucking- uh, yeah. Yes. And that's, I've made it 30 seconds in and I'm going, no, fuck this shit. I, 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 yeah. It's hard not to use an expletive that is often a, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Really fucking yeah, bad. It was, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. But, I mean, look, it was good. I mean, it, it's- uh. Uh, who was it? Produced by Stars, so the same guys who did Black Sails. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, so I was kind of going in expecting it to be Black Sails-ish. Yeah. So lots of gore, lots of sexy yeah, titties. Yeah, they- look, All the things we love in all TV. All in all, it was good. And uh, This is this is probably more of a hang-up on my side. It's a case of you kind of- You get this picture, and then they give you yeah. that picture. You, you, with, with the novel, you create your own- mental image of what's going yeah. on, but now then the TV studio is telling you this is and this is how so it is. So having never read the book, would it be better if I don't read the book and just watch the TV series? Because I won't have that expectation. Definitely. De- and de- and I, then go read the book. I definitely think it was good. Okay. Um, I think they they obviously modernised some parts, you yep. know, to make it relevant. They made uh, Techno Boy thin rather than fat, you know, like small things like that yep. brought it into well, a bit of relevancy. Yeah, well, they, I mean, even in- How the- is being fat not relevant? Fuck you, James. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the embodiment of the internet. So right, back when the right. book was written, it was the fat guys in the basement. Right, you right. Know, now it's all the- Society's the, the, different the now. The dot-commers. Yeah, You know, sure. that we're all healthy, you know, the hipsters. Yeah. Ironically, Kim.com's a pretty big unit. But anyway, carry right. on. You, you, <laughs> you get that from the book. It is- yeah. it, it, When it's they do talk based. about those things, it is a little bit outdated because- I don't know. I actually don't know the year it was written, but the gathering from what nineties, I think. I was going to say nineties because that's the that's the kind of vibe. Having obviously us having come up in grown up in the nineties, we we have that sort of mental image of some of the stuff he was mm, talking about, yeah. mainly towards technological boy, um, and yeah. that that you sort could of, relate. It wasn't ridiculous, exactly. Yeah. So as someone someone reading it these days, which is younger than us, uh, might struggle to understand, or they might or even brush. They might even brush over some of the stuff because even when it comes to media, when she appears as I Love Lucy, uh, yeah. and then the cast of Cheers uh, with within the, within the novel, um, they they're outdated references. Yeah, 
Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I think you'd almost be yeah, pushed to find they, a 20-year-old that knows what fucking Cheers is. Yeah. yeah. And when they, even when they name characters in Cheers in the novel, it, would, it just I wouldn't I wouldn't even get those no, fucking you, references. No. Oh, I would. I, then I, I never watched it. I used to no. love Cheers. I don't know why. But. Like, uh, I mean, Gillian Anderson played uh She plays media, media, doesn't she? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of Gillian. Um, mm. But I think, yeah, I think in there they sort of did a few- uh, Changes where she's now Marilyn Monroe, you know, doing the classic scene, right? You know, rather than someone that's timeless that everybody yeah, understands, exactly. other than you know, uh, rather than I Love Lucy, where it's a smaller group of people who was know who it was, yeah. And um, look, I mean, it, all in all, I think it was good. I, I, I think it was well done. Uh, I, my gripes are more with the fact of the betrayal of characters, the embellishment of storylines. One of the things I did like, uh, in the books, you know, Mad Sweeney. Yes. Uh, he's the, uh, oh, it's not really ruining anything, but he's the he's, tall leprechaun. He's the leprechaun. Like he's uh, six foot f- something, Fuck. you know, and he's a leprechaun. You know, it's sort of the, uh, sort of the, I suppose it's the internal gag of how they're perceived and yeah. and all that sort of thing. But uh, that one of the things is in the book, he's in that, the original opening scene where he meets him at the bar. Yes. And then you don't meet him until the end of the book, pretty much, or towards the end. Yeah, it's he, not that he, far through. Uh, when he's staying at the funeral home. Okay. Your poor was a lot better than ours, Dan. And uh, yeah, so but but in this, they actually follow his story and they actually oh, really? fill in a lot more of his story, um, which is which I actually thought was really good. He he's a I don't I don't know who the uh, actor is who played him, but he's just perfect. He's he looks like, he looks great. Everything yeah. you would sort of see yeah. in that sort of book. The fiery redhead, and even when he um, I've only seen it in the trailers because I haven't watched it yet, obviously, but. When he squares up to uh, Shadow for the bar fight, mm-hmm. just the in the singlet and the way he sort yeah. of swaggers into the You're fight. Like, that was that whole scene yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, you know? yeah, it looks it and, looks um, great. So, but yeah, no, look, all, look, all in all, I think it's worthwhile watching. If anyone hasn't read the books, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, anyone cool. who has read the books, if it's been a few years, you'd probably still enjoy it. Anyone that's recent, much like yourself, Dan, you'd probably be going, "Ooh, hang on, what's sort of going on there?" Okay, you know, um, I suppose my biggest gripe was uh, they made Shadow Moon not Indian heritage, American Woo-woo Indian, Indian yeah, not yeah. Red Dot Indian. <laughs> Uh, what did you say? <laughs> don't, don't worry. He doesn't need to repeat so dot, it. You're, you're saying feathers, not dots. Yeah, feathers, not feathers, dots. Not dots. <laughs> did you have a less polite way of saying that, did you? I thought that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to move on to the next topic soon. But uh, he's portrayed more as African-American. Yes, because he, he's an African-American actor, isn't he? Uh, or is he uh, is he Native American, African-American? I actually don't know what his he's, heritage is. But either way, I mean, he's got the complexion that he could pull off either way. He, he, he looks, I, I think- He's caramel. I, yeah, and I saw the actor <laughs> before I started to read the book. So yeah. I, I kind of went into the book with that image in my head of that this is who this character looks mm-hmm. like. I think, I think he looks really good as the character. Spot on for yeah. character. Yeah. But what the, my biggest gripe was, he had that in, hinted at the Indian heritage, Native American, Native American. Sorry, uh, where why this, can't you say Indians anymore? Indians, <laughs> <laughs> damn damn Indians. And you know how often the buffalo head man came up? You know that picture that mm. I showed you? Mm. Yeah. Firstly, they only show you the. Uh, he's not the buffalo head man. He's, he's a, a buffalo. A buffalo with flaming eyes. And you that's see the only that time you see him in the whole season. Oh, really? It's oh. The, that that whole him. 
uh, doing that dream timing yeah, that yeah. you get through the whole thing that made him that important character because yeah. he was interacting with them at such a powerful level. Yeah, so the picture James is talking about is they're making American Gods into a Dark Horse graphic novel, Yeah, um, which that artwork looked great, so I hope the rest I, of it I, is. I flicked through it. They've, uh, they're up to the train rescue where he gets rescued oh, by, okay. yeah, yeah, by uh, Laura from the train. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, and they, I think every week they've just been releasing another one. So Okay, cool. I'll have to. I'll shoot you through the the link to that. Cool. Um, you we, guys can organise your social media later. We we have <laughs> the uh, the next beer in front of us. This is Last Rites Brewing, uh, brewing company from Tasmania. Dead Man's Revenge Black IPA. Now I have to admit, I did buy this uh, beer. No, I'm showing a camera, not you. Um, I did buy this beer partly on. Oh, I do really like the artwork <laughs> on the cool. can. Um, I think it's a beautifully designed can. It's uh, a fantastic use of space, um, really cool artwork, beautiful use of color, um, and even a beautiful use of text on it. It's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful looking beer can. Um, it's a 6.5% black IPA. This uh, beer confuses me, Dan. This beer confuses you. It's it's a it's a brownie reddish color. Um, it's got a it's got a off white brownie head to mm. it. Um, it's not talking to the mic. It's a nice color. Well, I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> else. I was actually going to take a sip. So, so I'm, I'm I find it confusing because it smells like an IPA. You get that very hoppy mm. smell, um, and so you kind of expect the flavor to match. I don't get a whole lot of resin out of the flavor. What I get is no. lots of dark chocolatey malt. Yeah, I was so going to say yeah. Spot that, on. That's exactly it. It's not. It's not. Over the top dark malt, like it would mm. be in a stout reporter or something like that. Even to the extent it's not a the malt character of a brown ale. Yeah, um, it's got that hop character there. It's and it, and that that malt body is just used to fill out the the rest of the flavor. Like red IPAs are meant to be malty but yeah. hoppy at the same time. This is, I think, this is a really good example. I mean, it's it's got those darker roast characters there it's still got some hop character to it it's not over the top in bitterness it's no. got a, it's got a nice bitterness to no, it but it not does have a bite top. at the end of the palate yeah um i think it's a really good example it's it's a nice beer and they had two others of these last rites there and i think i'll probably go back, go back and, and grab, grab the other two because i like that and once again their artwork's fucking sick yeah it is i've got um i'll, I'll throw two photos up on the website for, for that one with um the text and one with some of the picture on it what do you think, James? Oh, look, spot on. I, I could happily drink that. Yeah, six and a half percent too. I yeah. mean, it's not. You, w- you wouldn't pick it. No, it's it's a it's it's up there. I mean, nothing we have. That's the lightest we have tonight because the next <laughs> the next one is nine percent and the last one is ten. So what was the first one? The first one seven point seven. Jesus. Yeah. All that lemon just hid that beer. It, oh, it, it did, didn't really it? it didn't even, I didn't even think about that when I was drinking it. Is there, there is a little bit left in there if anybody wants it. To. I actually think that that as a sour would be perfect in summer because it's got that that citrus to cut yeah. through the heat. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? You'd 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 uh, use that as a base for something and drop a fucking shot of gin in it, yeah. or, or use that as a base of a beer cocktail. And put I some, need to stay away from gin for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, you said you had a <laughs> couple of big ones on yeah. it over there, um, but. It, to use that as a base to build something more yeah. on top of it, I think that that's a perfect summer drink. Yeah. Whereas to me, this um, black IPA is something that you sit down and you would smoke a, a cigar or a cigarette, and and, and I, I say it a lot, but that's that's a poker beer. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it warm up a little bit and go go from there. It's a couple a, of cigars. Yeah, it's it's got a really low body on it too. It doesn't have a it doesn't have a mm. thick 
sugary resinous body on it for for an IPA, I'd say that's a very low gravity black IPA. Yep. And I, I think it's you're gonna, you're gonna have to explain that gravity. Gravity is residual sugar. So the the sugar that's left in after so non fermentable sugars. So mm-hmm. the sugar that the yeast can't eat and turn into alcohol. That's what's left in the end of the beer, mm-hmm. um, and that's the final gravity is the last reading we take once fermentation's finished, and we know from there how much residual sugar's left in the beer. Yeah, More okay. residual sugar, the sweeter it is, but also the thicker and stickier the body is. Yeah, okay. That's nice and no, light. It, it's got that sort of bit of a wateriness, yeah. like it just flows over the tongue. Exactly, sort of yeah. Yeah, so, so do we have anything with a high residual sugar? Is that that um, the imperial stout, stout might, at the end? It might, yeah. yeah. The, the we've triple, had some sweet ones and we've had some really bitter ones too. So. Yeah, the triple might as well. Yeah, okay. um, the, the triples can go either way. They can go extremely dry or they can go quite heavy. Yeah, okay. Um, so You'll it'd be to explain what a triple is when we get to it. Yeah, sure. It's just about alcohol percentage. Okay, doubles and triples and things right. like that. Yeah. Um, defenders, is anyone watching it? Nope. I'm torn. You're torn so, between watching it and not watching what, it? Yeah. What out of the Netflix series have you watched? Have you watched Daredevil? Uh, Daredevil. One and two, Jessica Jones. Big fan of that. Jessica Jones, no. Luke oh, Cage. Okay. Uh, Luke Cage, halfway. Iron Fist? Yes, all of it. Okay. You got and Iron, Iron Fist. Fist was the one that ruined it for me. Yeah, it, it, and we've talked about that Every, on, on the it, podcast. It, it seems yeah. like everybody dislikes it. It had potential. Like, even the intros and the clips, you're like, yeah. yeah Psyched up for this, and I was let down. So, so I'm five apps into Defenders, so we're we're just past we're the halfway done, point. Yeah, because yeah, there's only eight. eight episodes in the season. Um, I wasn't sure whether or not I wanted them to rewrite his character and and stop him from being such a pussy bitch. Yeah, and that's what ruined, um, it. which is what ruined yeah Iron Fist for me. Um, and at the same time, I kind of didn't want them to be inconsistent with the character either. And they've they've maintained consistency, but now he's in a backdrop of strong characters who aren't pussy bitches. So it's he's stepping his game up. Yeah, although I found it interesting, the pacing's really really odd. So four episodes in, and they've only really just kind of come together. Um, there was a lot of build up, a lot of parallel stories Which going on. They, they shouldn't need. They've they've no, done they've two done seasons, seasons of each. Daredevils, and they've done a season of everybody else. Everybody knows if you're watching Defenders, you know who these people are. Yeah, yeah. just fucking put them together. Yeah. But I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I mean, you haven't really got much in, you know, we haven't gone far into it. They have explained the structure of the hand more, and I'm actually finding that really interesting. I, I listened to the Weekly Planet's uh, yep. breakdown of Defenders, so I know exactly what's happened in the whole yeah, lot. Okay, so. right. Um, I, I think it's worth watching. I mean, and Sigourney Weaver is fucking brilliant as a bad guy. She's yeah. good, though. She is good. Yeah. She's a really, really consummate actress, that one. Um, in in uh, the cabin in the woods, she's yep. the director of the, uh, the the institute that's releasing the yeah. the monsters, and you, you don't see her until all the way to the end. But you get these ang- you hear these angry phone calls from her. <laughs> yeah. The woman can portray anger and <laughs> scariness just in her voice. Well, so, so can everyone's mother. It's kind of yeah. A well, <laughs> a fair call. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's just that staunch mother, yeah. the mother character, telling them to uh, sort their fucking. I'm not shit angry. Out. I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cool. defenders. Yeah. No. The- well, I'll look, I won't talk too much about it because you guys haven't seen it, but um, I'm enjoying it. It's. I, I was interested to see what they do with it stylistically. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, it's all Netflix original, yeah. Because each of the four series or shows before this had their own color cast and their own style to the um, mm-hmm. to the cinematography. Don't be fucking racist. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> I got nothing. Not very I got nothing. One, yeah. 
Um, and they've gone for a completely neutral tone. But I did notice in the lead-up, so the first couple of eps, as it jumps from, say, Iron Fist to Luke, Luke Cage to Jessica Jones, they've reapplied the colour cast to the film. So Jessica Jones was always a bluey-purple kind of a, a you know they've they've fucked with the tone of the of the film slightly filter uh, lenses yeah, okay. yeah. and all that sort of shit um yeah. luke cage was also like always yellows and earthy tones yeah and things yeah, like that so yeah. it was kind of harlem 1920s style movie um grindhouse uh kind of yeah um daredevil was was very dark and kind of um desaturated Muted, almost yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and um and iron fist who gives a fuck um, so I noticed that in Defenders, they uh, they started by applying those color casts as they cut to those characters. Now they've joined up. They've they've gone for a very neutral palette, which I thought was interesting. Um, that's probably all I'll say on Defenders until you guys have seen a few more apps. Have you got something, James? Uh, if you don't, I'm going to jump in with another TV series. Go. No the the only thing I'm going to I've I've been withdrawing. I've been trying to cut down on my binging. You know, I'm try, try, trying to do the good thing here. But uh, it was actually funny. Uh, something that spurred me on uh, watching some S- Stanley Kubricks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, at, at the uh, beer launch, there was a, uh, a wonderful hipster. This chick. is Bounty Hunter Brewings. Bounty Hunter, uh, the burnt marshmallow, yes, was it? Yes, the What Did You Do, Ray? What burnt, Did You Do, Ray, burnt, yeah. Burnt marshmallow what Did You Do, Ray? The, you infringed copyright is what you did, Ray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the uh, 1989. 1989 uh, in Newtown, yes. And, uh, awesome little buck. There was a... a Obviously, just up there with Rob and uh, another mate, Matt. But well, yeah, we're up there, and there, there was a chick in a bowler hat, which started off a whole conversation oh, about yeah. the uh, Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Orange. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, which I've, then started off on Full Metal Jacket, which then got me. I've got to get these movies, and I've got to start rewatching. Yeah. So I've been starting to sort of pick up and go to the uh, more hitting the old schools rather than what's sort of been coming yeah. out. And uh, I've still never seen Clockwork Orange. I've I've never seen it. Full Metal I've Jacket. I've watched the first half. It's yeah, okay. Full Metal Jacket. I I love. Yeah. I think Full Metal Jacket's a great movie. What's your major deficiency, numb nuts? <laughs> yeah, it, and I was put on to Full Metal Jacket many many years ago because uh, one of my bosses when I worked for Dan Murphy's, one of the store managers, was an ex US Marine, and I was talking to him about the Marine Corps and that, and he's gone. If you want to know what being the Marines is like, go watch Full Metal Jacket yeah. because that is the most accurate interpretation that's ever been put to film of. The United States Marine Corps. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And back done in the 1980s. Yeah. yeah. It must have been the 80s. Yeah. 1989 or eight or something, I think it came out. Or Not yeah. sure. I've um, seen most of Kubrick's work other than Clockwork Orange. I, yeah. I didn't get through it. I don't know. Not because I didn't want to watch it, but because I kept getting interrupted. Every time I've put it on to watch it, I get interrupted by something. Yeah, I mean, I've seen 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. Um, Yawn. Yeah. The, the 25 minute intro sequence with the, the ship flying past. Yeah, we get it. It's a big fucking ship. All right, move well, on. And then later he's got the hyperspace <laughs> sequence as well, so yeah. which is really long. Technicolored hyperspace um, or kaleidoscope hyperspace. Yep. Um, eyes wide shut. Uh, yeah, uh, it was, uh, you got I to see a boob. So I was. Uh, yeah. I think I'd have to go back and watch that again with a little bit more understanding of or a few not, more beers under your belt. Yeah, I've got. I watched it very early on, sort of when it came out, and I have much more appreciation and yeah. knowledge now of filmmaking. So I think I'd have to go back and watch it now with a sort of an overall 
That was his last film before he died, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. So an overall knowledge of filmmaking and cinematography and things like that. It'd be interesting to go back and see it on that sort of scale now. So you got to see Nicole Kidman's boobs before he died. I think that's yeah. that's pretty good. That's yeah. a good way to go. <laughs> it's the yeah. only ginger I rate, Dan. As long as as long as <laughs> as long as Tom Cruise had some pants on in that scene, I think he'd be all right. <laughs> well, that ended their relationship, didn't it? It, did, it was yeah, just yeah, after that, that, that was, they just that, went. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, right. so, that's yeah. what it was too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was the end of it. So. Yeah, so how far have you gotten through? Well, uh, I've got a, I've got, a, I've got the uh, Clockwork Orange. I've got to watch that. That's kind of probably my this weekend sort okay. of movie. Yeah, um, and uh, I ended up watching the Full Metal Jacket. Um, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it was great uh, last weekend slash <clears throat> Monday through work. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was. It was what just happens when we it. tag you this on Facebook and uh, your boss ends up listening to it? <laughs> Socially retarded. That's fine. <laughs> full, full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse Redux. Uh, yeah, Apocalypse Redux are the epitome of vietnam era war films for me yeah. i mean obviously they weren't filmed back then but they portray vietnam um love those two movies and uh I, look, I, I would love to see somebody come out with a full metal jacket because half of the sayings through that yeah like the, oh there's well, so, the, the, there is the ratings on that now like i think what was a you know uh i bet you're the kind of guy that fuck somebody in the ass and not give him the courtesy of a reach around yeah. or something <laughs> yeah. like that you know it, you just sort of sitting there you you sort of watching you like it yeah, and then you sort of pause and you're kind of like, you're letting that soak in. You're like, ooh. <laughs> but there's so much taken from that film into modern movies yeah. that, that people wouldn't wouldn't reference back to that movie. Even yeah. down to things, the, uh, the, the hooker in Vietnam at the end, the uh, sucky, sucky, love you long time. <laughs> that was a fucking ongoing gag yeah. in so, South Park yeah. for how Me long? So yeah. Exactly. Me so, love you long time. You know People just wouldn't is, get it. Yeah. I've got guys in my office. I mean, uh, they're young, like this, you know, 25, 20 to 25. And, and they're pulling out these sayings because, like, you know, I was sort of telling them about it and I was throwing out a few of the uh, cliched sayings and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Exact same thing. And they're, they're repeating them and they had no idea where it even came from. <laughs> no, yeah, no idea. It's very interesting. It's kind of sad. Um, anyone playing any good video games? Oh, this was one thing that I did want to bring up. James, when are you going to stop being a fucking pussy-ass bitch and come over to the fucking light side and get a goddamn fucking PlayStation and get rid of that sex box. Look at this. My, f- my point on here, apology to Microsoft for EA episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, sorry, Bill. Uh, I, I did my best, but I couldn't get back from my trip in time, and uh, there was a lot of shit canning. Bill doesn't give a uh, fuck yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, the... Um, I listened to the Filthy Casuals podcast too, and they've just done a rundown of Gamescom, which has just finished, and saying that uh, there's there's basically nothing releasing uh, exclusively on the Xbox this year. Yeah, nothing. No, and wow. PlayStation has an enormous really amount. Yeah, well, PlayStation has an enormous amount of absolutely amazing exclusive games, and you of all people, I mean. I think Uncharted would be right up your alley and you would yeah. love playing that. So just pull your fucking finger out, would you? I've started playing... Um, well, first of all, I played Dawn of War 3, which was... And you're not going to give him a grilling on this? You're just going to go straight on to oh. the next one. You're just going to yeah. let it glide, glide <laughs> like, so straight past and I, you're just going to fucking ignore it. Paper bag. I can't <laughs> say what I want to say without insulting a bunch of listeners. So I'm just going to say you, you're a shit... <laughs> move on. Mark it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was playing Dawn of War 3 for about 10 minutes. Um, I've been anticipating that game. So anyone who 
we used to play, um, well, Chris and I used to play Warhammer 40K uh, tabletop miniatures uh, and thoroughly enjoyed that when we were kids growing up and kind of always had a bit of an affinity for Dawn of War, which is a real-time strategy game based in the Warhammer 40K universe. Um, I'm seeing your face. <laughs> I, I just tried the beer. Right, yeah. right. Um, and the game was boring as fuck. It really, really. So that's a new release, is it? Yeah, well, it's it's pretty old now. It's probably six months old now. It's for okay. PC. Well, it, I mean, it's still yeah, relatively, relatively new. new. Um, and I've been waiting for it for a long time because Dawn of War 2 was epic. They had like eight expansions that added new armies and shit and all the stuff it, that you enjoyed painting and it's building. It's in RTS. Yeah, real-time yeah. strategy, yeah. Uh, kind of resource management and stuff. Um, I liked that you, in the older games, you could just play the fucking army you wanted to play and it was it was built around Space Marines and you played uh, a whole yeah, I know where you're going Blood Raven campaign. But this one, you've got um, uh, Space Marines, you've got Eldar and you've got uh, Orcs and each mission, they rotate in threes. So you play one Space Marines mission, you go, oh, it's fucking awesome and then you go play the Orcs and it's like, this is shit. It's, it's doing the uh, it's doing the equivalent of Call of Duty where it, uh, yeah. s- single player, where it switches between the uh, the SAS officer and the <laughs> United States Marine guy. And- Except if the United States Marine guy was a fucking Muppet and you hated playing him, then yeah, it would be very similar. Um, I just, I couldn't get past it. I think I went nine missions or seven missions in and I just went that, this is it for me. So there's Fuck nothing that. there's nothing redeemable. So who would you play normally? Space Marines. You Space Marines. And there's nothing redeemable about the other two that you could... I just not my... I don't like Zerging, which is the Orcs. The Orcs are all about, you know, huge numbers of, of throwaway creatures. Oh, and so they have different play styles as well that oh, you can't, completely that different you can't play get styles. around. Yeah, and the Eldar are very... Um, go the opposite end of the spectrum. So Eldar are all about, you know, small numbers of extremely elite units and they take ages to build and... All the rest of it. I just enjoyed playing RTSs where you could just base build in a single yeah. player campaign. Age build of an Empires. unbeatable. Sorry? Like Age of Empires. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. build an unbeatable fortress and then you start manufacturing tanks and you go and annihilate the enemy. And you end up playing for like eight hours on a map that you probably could have won in an hour. Yeah. Because <laughs> you spent it all building up. But your, your bastion <laughs> is now half the fucking map. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we talk about this beer. We have in front of us now, we have, it says. The, the the wording on this is very strange. The brewery is Three Ravens, but it says little above Three Ravens. Uh, so I don't know whether it's little Three Ravens or Three Ravens Little Triple. Or Three Little Ravens. Or Three Little Ravens. Uh, wow. Three, it's, it's definitely Three Ravens Brewing. So um, so it must be a little triple. Uh, it's from, they're from Thornbridge in, um, Thornberry in Victoria. Uh, it's a Belgian triple. It's nine percent. It has that very Belgian saison character to yeah. it. I was going to say it's yeah. like a saison yeah. with a punch in yeah. a punch in the mouth of alcohol. It w- see, I think that alcohol's really well hidden in there as well. Nine percent is massive. Yeah, but it is what separates it in from a, ju- a traditional saison. I can oh, ta- I can taste yeah. the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. It's a beautiful sort of goldeny, uh, hazy goldeny color. Nice sort of rocky white foam on it. Um, Really, really nice. Really, really nice triple. Really nice. Even just if you wanted a saison and you can't find a good saison, that's that'll that'll fill that void for you. Which reminds me, that's one thing I really couldn't find in uh, in America at all. In Vegas, no one had a saison. Mm. Um, had one place have sours, and everyone yeah, else okay. had IPAs. They had porters. They had you know imperial. I had ambers and reds, which I found interesting because. Usually you think if they don't have a sour or a saison, they're not going to have a big variety. Everything's going to be IPA or dark. Yeah, so the, the, uh, I think, I mean, this is 
this is just from my very limited experience in the US. IPAs is obviously their massive yeah. go-to. Uh, the I would imagine that the they have a big movement in sours. Excuse me. They have a big movement in sours, but it might be a little bit more localized to the breweries where they're doing it. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And the the more populated touristy areas, even if it's a even if it's a international touristy area or a domestic touristy area, yeah. um, it might be more focused on those ambers and darks and things yeah. like that. So yeah, they 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 like those bigger, bolder, richer characters. Yep. Yeah. Um, but they do have a huge sour movement over there. So. Yeah, I didn't see too many sours. I bought them anywhere I could find them because I, I love my sours. Yeah. I'm not a not a huge fan of this beer, though. Okay. Not really my taste. I like taste. it. I think it's really good. I enjoy nice Saison. It's nice. It's beautiful and smooth. Like mm, It is, but I just, I yeah, I'm just not enjoying the flavors. It's a little bit too punchy for me. Yeah, okay, cool. It's, no, I mean- You can I, taste the quality. I, 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 I could be at the opposite end of the spectrum, but I- I could picture myself sitting on the front porch drinking that after mowing the lawns. Definitely. And you wouldn't be mowing the lawns much longer after that either. <laughs> no. 9%. Oh, you'd, you'd end up be like mowing my- fucking shapes into it. End up like my, my brother-in-law tried to- uh, He was mowing the lawn uh, up at his property up at oh, Byron. No. And uh, he's got a ride-on mower. And uh, I just saw him today, which is what jogged my memory. Uh, and he's gone to pull a stick out that got stuck oh. in the bottom of the mower. Yep. Yeah, you know what happens next. Five hours worth of microsurgery and pins in his fingers. And he still and- can't jerk off with that hand. Well, he's married, so he just gets the wife to do that. Sorry, Jamie. I know you listen. I'm really sorry. I couldn't help it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, he showed – well, I've seen the scars previously, but, uh, yeah, my, my pussy little uh, almost chopping the top of my finger off doesn't compare to his five hours worth of microsurgery. And your your little slice down your finger yeah, doesn't – Yeah, I've got a mad scar, though. I'm really impressed by that. Oh, fuck, um, you do too. That'll, yeah. heal, that'll heal and go away. Oh, I want a scar. How uh, manly. You, you big bitch. Oh, <laughs> So I don't have the M on my face. Like, anyway. Yes. Uh, no bishop cool. triggers. Yeah. Any uh, other video games? I have one more video game and then I'll shut the fuck up. Uh, I've been, what have I been playing? I've been playing, I downloaded Just Cause 3 because it was yeah, free okay. on uh, PlayStation Network. Um, Batman, I've been playing. Again. Something else. I forget what the other fucking thing I've been playing. <laughs> just plays Batman. Batman. Anyway. Anyway. I, yes. Overwatch. I bought Overwatch. Oh, okay. The day after I got back. I, you know, I'm a big fan of Blizzard games. As with, I've, you know, anyone who's listened to more than one episode knows, I talk about World of Warcraft. Very different to the other Blizzard games you've played. It this is, is this You're is right. what this. I expect this from him. Okay, expect what from him? Pointing the, fingers. The the, the, the the Overwatch because it's more focused on mm, sex box than PlayStation. Yeah. Xbox. I can. I yeah. I, I I could see that. I'm. Yeah, it is a very different game. I mean, I play Hearthstone regularly, like daily, on my phone. Um, which is a collectible card, like digital card game, um, that's Set quite in the quite competitive. World of Warcraft world, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is probably why I like it. It's a lot of nostalgia and it brings back memories of all the fucking raiding we did playing World of Warcraft. Um, but Overwatch is a first-person shooter, but it's a, it's the first game I think I've ever played that is built in entirely around the concept of of um esports, mm-hmm. and you can tell yeah. it's all esports. So. You know, I think there's 16 to 24 characters. They're all got, they've all got their own personality. They've, they've got their own abilities. Um, quite simple in terms of their abilities. It's all, you know, there's between four and five abilities per character. Um, they're broken up into kind of offensive and defensive and healers and I think utility. Typical, like an MMO, to be honest. It's kind of oriented around that concept. But 
and you just jump into an arena. So you're on a team of six, you're playing another team of six, and and you what? Oh, did, did, remind me when you finish this. We have a multiplayer game that we need to play. I've been dying to play okay. it, and I played it. So keep going. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm finding it fun. As far as I mean, I'm going from Battlefield One, which is another first-person shooter, yeah. but it's extremely different um, to Overwatch. And I'm finding that it's fun as kind of a drop-in, drop-out. I've got 15 minutes to kill. Fuck it, I'll play a couple of rounds because I've got nothing better to do. Um, but I don't think it has longevity for me. It's just it's a little bit repetitive. Yeah, it's a it's an esports. It's very arcadey. Yeah. And in fact, at the moment, they're running a summer games event, and it's very much like the Commonwealth Summer Games. So. You know, even the, the the loot crates that you you get when you level up, or you can spend real life money on if you're a dickhead like me. Um, not that I've bought any for this game, but anyway. Um, yeah, and it, you've, they've got medals. That's the guilt seeping through yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Emphasis on this game. Yeah, this yeah game. that's right. Yeah. I've spent shitloads of money on other games, but not this one. Um, but you know, it's it's um, you, there are medals and there are themes that you unlock and voice lines you unlock and spray paints that you unlock. Yeah, that are all built around kind of ripping off the Olympics. So it's, anyway, it's, it's actually kind of funny you mentioned out um, Overwatch because I was just reading a uh, I don't know one of the many junk mail that happens to filter through and they were talking about how Overwatch hit the um, uh, they released a map junkyard or something like that and uh, I think I've played it. It sort of hit the. Uh, the news because it was about uh, complaining about, <clears throat> or their slogan was uh, something about the land that they took from us, and it was a map that they released for Australia, and then a whole bunch of people kicked up a stink oh, because of really? uh, the uh, the indigenous the side connotations of things, yeah, towards- you know. But the thing is, is if you it, it, like a paragraph down, it's sort of like you know they took the land from us, or we'll stop them taking the land from us, or something to give to the machines. So they sort of like, let's take that half of a sentence yeah. and yeah. Take it make out of context that the focal and, point. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is they kind of continue to uh, continue on where they were like, oh, well, you know, is Blizzard going to apologize? You know, what, what's Blizzard going to do? And it's like, so like, okay, look, yeah, Blizzard went and apologized, but it was for the simple fact that they put a sign in there that said, take out, not take away. They apologise. They used American terminology in an Australian-based oh, map rather than the uh, right. the Aussie uh, takeaway sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, they were making a political point in a video game. It's not unheard Overwatch of. Is, no. Overwatch been, has already had some controversy before as yeah, well. Yeah, about too. the over-sexualisation of their female of one characters. Of, well, it was one female character yeah, and it was her pose. It was her it was pose very, stance, yeah. I never saw it, but I uh, read it, about the it, sexuality it, of it. I, I, I saw it. I saw it. I saw the one, the pose that they originally had and the one yep. they changed it to you know what they didn't it's exactly the same it's not exactly the same but um, they didn't do that a much change for the sake of a change to yeah. say we did something yeah. when you can watch a, a coke ad on television that looks like the woman's trying to give a blowjob to the can i don't see the big deal of i mean i we should be sensitive to those kinds of issues yeah. in modern society but i think the the pendulum can swing too far into political yeah. correct land it, it, it didn't the the original pose it was unnatural, right? Um, and wouldn't have been something that fit in well with what everybody else was doing. Okay, the one right. they the so one, it stood out. Like it stood out. It did stand out. Tits yeah. on a ball. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it needed it needed to be changed. Right. It was it, the, the people that complained about it were technically right for complaining about it. 
Blizzard and I'm sure did- they never owned a Mattel fucking Barbie doll with you yeah. know ridiculously oversized tits yeah, and a ridiculously yeah, small waist. There's, <laughs> there's precedents that have been set, but I mean they did they did the right thing. They changed it. It's not an overly different yeah. change. I but think Blizzard's response was appropriate. Yeah, I just- it was. It was an appropriate appropriate response to an appropriate complaint. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. Oh, okay. So the other one I wanted to mention, uh, Dreadnought. Uh, Dreadnought is a five-on-five multiplayer uh, battle arena, and you command massive starships. So I'm in Dreadnought starships, five-on-five. Yeah, okay. This is not my ball game. This five-on-five PvP sort of thing. This is why I wanted to mention it. They just did a weekend of open beta. I've really liked the look of it to start with, uh, so I went and grabbed the open beta. I played four or five rounds. Yep. Sucked fucking terribly at it, <laughs> but um, it had me enough to keep going back in on it. Um, yeah, okay. And then even had me where I played it in, I downloaded it Friday night. I played it at, uh, Friday or Saturday night. I played a few rounds Saturday or Sunday morning, um, and then after lunch, I'm like, you know what? I really want to jump back in that and play again. Okay. Um, there was no voice chat, so we couldn't we couldn't uh, strategize with each yep. other for the time being. Um, but you've got the five ships went. Um, see if I can work this out. You went your your assault like your battleship. Yep. Um, then you had basically a sniper ship, which was a long, thin, lightly armored, hard hitting, and long range. Yep. You had your support vessel, which was uh, had a small, nimble, uh, hard-hitting laser or could be used as a repair laser on your yeah, own okay. ships. Uh, you had the the massive Dreadnought. Um, Slow-moving, easy target, but packs a punch. But absolutely packs yep. a wallop. Um, maybe there was only four. I think there was five, but maybe there was only four. But they're the ones I can remember. And Sounds like you need a... A damage soaker tank class. Maybe there was. There well. Maybe there was. That might have. Yeah. That the the first one was definitely the DPS yep. um, with good armor. Yeah. Um. The sniper was damage damage from yep. a damage from a distance. You got a healer and the healer and then the uh, the tank class. Yep. And I'm sure there was a fifth one in there, but it was really good fun. The, yeah. Cool. The maps. Is the beta are, closed. I I would say it only ran over the weekend. Nah. I, we can jump on and have a look afterwards. But yeah, cool. I really loved it. Like it, for being beta, it um, beautifully polished. I mean, we saw this E three last year. I think yeah, you, it wasn't you might, this year. You might not have, but I watched some stuff from E three last year on it. Um, the, it was beautifully polished already. It was a it was a finished game. So yeah, they okay. were just releasing it to get people to play it and see the, the online working and everything like that. The ships have great. Uh, visuals to them so the the hard hitting one all the top rotating guns all the yeah, individually cool. rotate yeah, okay. they don't all just turn together yep. um they they all have a little bit of lag and a little bit yeah, of difference cool. to them the the flare shots the the lasers the the defensive um anti missile laser the on the top of the dreadnought when he fires when you fire the uh the the rockets like out of the top of the submarines the the uh, the canopies fold open for each individual yeah, missile, cool. and then each individual missile comes out individually and like on a separate timer, and that you can watch. So them. A lot of attention to detail. Beautiful, beautiful detail on it. The maps are all land based at the moment, um, so okay. you're driving these massive ships through canyons and demolished buildings oh, wow. and okay. cities and everything like that. So there's a lot of verticality about it. With the sniper, I was coming in with the sniper. It's got a cloak device. Yep. So I was getting the sniper. It's fairly quick. Um, so 
I was kind of going straight as high as I could get on the the map and then waiting for the ships to come out and was picking them off from a distance. Um, and yeah, then cool. they would they would get a beat on you and then you'd hit the cloak and then move to another section. Yeah. There's there is I never worked out what it was, but there's a um there's a warp option where you can uh, you can it takes a little bit to build, but you can you can warp from one point to another point within the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, map cool. the maps aren't huge, so it's quite tight. Um, What's with, the viewpoint? Is it isometric? Is it top it's down? And- third person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, over, I would say over the shoulder. Um, three dimensional. Yeah, it's three dimensional. It's, okay. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful game to look at, and it's well worth having a look at. And I'm going to buy it. I mean, you have to check e- it out. Even if I jump on every now and then, I'm going to piss people off no end. Being a <laughs> noob and sucking. And my my best- might get you used to five v five because we've got the pirate game coming up soon. Yeah. From well, my my best job in there was being healer. We yeah, I okay. really sucked and we got really badly kicked when I was anything else other than the healer. <laughs> but then when I was a healer, I was keeping these guys alive and I jumped to the next one and keep going with like that. And I mean, we we that game that I played the healer, I played it two or three times, but we only lost by a couple of points. Yeah, okay. So I'm obviously much much better as a support <laughs> character than I am anything else. So I need to get you to get a. To get a PS4, so you, so we can play Divinity Original Sin Two. And that when it comes was out. that was my next one. You was, heard that he was going to buy me a PS4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I heard. You can blame me, James. <laughs> if it'll get me a PS4, I will. <laughs> uh, you'll take a shot. In the right, mouth. I'm gonna might have to turn the video camera off in a sec. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, James, next, James. Uh, I actually wanted to ask you guys something. Uh, I was um. I already, already told you I accept blowjobs. It's, well, uh, later. Um, I was uh, perusing the, you know, what to watch next and all that. I came across Marvel Spider-Man at, as a TV series. Huh? Old school or recent? Uh, it was saying it was season one. It must be an animated series. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely not a live action. Oh, okay. No. I, I just happened to pass and I went, oh, Okay. No, I knew. I know they were making another animated series. Um, the the last couple weren't very good. Um, one back Marvel in- Knights Spider Man. Just it just said Marvel Spider Man. I'm not going to exactly repeat the site that I was on, uh, for uh, <laughs> certain reasons. Fair enough. But uh, <laughs> right. VPN's doing you well. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was sort of popped up, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I knew I was coming here later, and I'm like, oh, I, I was, I just. I don't know. I, I just jumped to. Oh, it must have been a uh, a new sort of more live action or something. But, no, I, mean, no I, could, I could be completely wrong. Definitely animated. I've typed Marvel Spider into IMDb, and all I get is a fan made, no budget, one hour film made by produced by Made Legit Media. So I no, don't, don't know. know what it was. I'll, I'll have to look it up later. And yeah, have no, you seen was, uh, Have you seen Homecoming? Spider Man, no. Spider Man Homecoming. No, I haven't. Did you? What did Neither you? Neither have I. What did you watch? Anything on the plane that was? There was nothing interest? good on the plane. Yeah. It was all shit. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy two again. Oh, we watched that last yeah. night too. Which I've watched that. Subsequently bought on four K and still haven't unwrapped. I've also got Aliens, the latest Aliens Covenant. Yeah, I watched on, that too. While I still haven't seen it. Yeah. So well, we watched yeah. a couple of movies either. while no. you while you were away. We watched a couple of movies because I was so sick. So yeah, when yeah, Louise, nothing, yeah, when Louise got home, we'd just we'd throw a movie on. So. Um, we, we, we keep buying stuff, and then we go home and watch fucking Defenders on Netflix. So I've got a stack of shit to watch. Um, Gu- uh, Guardians Two was okay. That's right, you hadn't seen it. It was okay. 
Yeah, like I said, it was if you had never seen Guardians one, it would have been a groundbreakingly good movie. Yeah, yeah. but it was it was quite cheesy. The whole yeah. we're not friends, we're family. Like it just that 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 came off. They did push it a little too far. I, I, I kind of felt like they were trying to take the piss out of themselves and didn't well. Oh, I don't think they did it well. There was there was a couple of really bad points in the in the movie where they made that but uh, they're obviously trying to build it for the third one being their last one together yeah so they're trying to push that that relationship between them quite, quite yeah, strongly. quickly too exactly yeah um i thought the alien with the stalk eyes was kind of sexy uh, have you seen it without yeah. the uh makeup no that makes it less fucked up so i'm not interested <laughs> <laughs> what does that I say want, about i want Kez? james t kirk style alien sex yo <laughs> I think the um, the makeup tentacle hentai. <laughs> <laughs> I think the makeup on um, Zoe Saldana is that a yeah, is that a yeah. name? I yeah. think and um, the guy who plays Yondu. I think that was yeah quite flawless. And yep. even even Drax. I mean, we watched it on um, Drax is cool. We watched it on HD. I, I think all that. That full body color uh, yeah. makeup has just come so far, and yeah. it's just really, really good these days. And you don't, um, you don't feel like there's, it's just a person in makeup. You actually feel like it's a person, like it's, it's, it's just that is, that is them are. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even totally even even up against Peter Quill, and even I mean Rocket was great in the first one too. But I mean you don't Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank. Um, you don't you don't feel like. He's not there, or they're talking to a little green puppet, or something. Yeah. It's done. It's done beautifully. Ratchet's a great character. Ratchet, fuck. <laughs> it worked. Rocket. <laughs> Rocket is a great character. Baby Groot was obviously awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was good, really good. Um, but I think the first one was better. Yeah, I I, I said the same thing. Yeah. I yeah. I totally agree. I think I was listening. You guys raised this like uh, two podcasts ago. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah, two ago. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I think you you hit it on the head because I think I literally just watched it the weekend before when I listened to the podcast, and uh, you basically said if if it, if it was the first one, it'd be a great first movie. Yeah, yeah. As a sequel, it's like more of the same. It's good, but it, yeah. And Yondu didn't need to die. No, it was Yondu just a plot no, device. Yeah, you yeah. mentioned that it was it was and, a cheap plot device. Um, so we have in front of us Edge Brewing Company from Victoria, their Imperial Stout. Um, this is a massive stout. This has 10% yeah. and they they boast a 90 IBUs. Jesus. Which is bitterness units on the bottle itself. Are they international um, though? They are international IBUs. Um, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a beautiful dark stout with a nice sort of light chocolatey head foam to it. Um, nice, you can smell. see the residual sugar yeah, in the it's head. Nice, nice dense foam, and this is what I'm talking about with residual sugar. So, it's it's a thicker, sweeter body. Um, I and I, if you look at the top of the head, you should see lots of dark coagulating color at the very top. No, yeah, okay. Level the glass, and then have a look through the in side at the very top. The, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you can see see it quite clearly there. Yep. I think that's a really nice stout as well. Yeah. So we've got we've we've had that's another good. really good three four beers. Yeah, um, this one's very very chocolatey. It um, is very chocolatey, yeah. yeah. And you do get the hit at the end, and you you know this doesn't doesn't quite mask the alcohol as well as some of the other big stouts we've had, but at the same time, it also comes off as very balanced. Yeah, it doesn't work against it. You do yeah, exactly. you do get that booze there, but it doesn't it doesn't work now, against it. Yeah, this could be me, but I get a very Vegemite sandwich. You do. You, you, 
It's inescapable with it with an imperial stout that big, though. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> you get the tart. It's is it the bitterness? Is it the I don't know what the word is, if it's tartness or bitterness, but you get something very similar out of that much alcohol as you would Vegemite. Yeah. But you also, the Vegemite character, I wish this beer wasn't so hard to find and so damn expensive, but there is a beer <laughs> that is like drinking Vegemite. It's a stout. It's That doesn't sound appealing, Dan. You know what? I've, I've tried it, it and it's I'd not take appealing. i one. Yeah. So no, no, no. no it's not appealing. Would be, what's no. it, what, what was that old drink? Uh, Binocca? Binocca? No, no. Uh, Bonox. Bonox. Bonox, that's it. My mum used to say that. Yeah. yeah tea, tea, coffee, Bonox. Bonox. It was a yeah. reference to some TV series that I was- It was a fucking ad, and it must have been out, and we're all the same age, and yeah, it was all of our fucking our time. parents used to say it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Bonox was literally a Vegemite beverage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounded yeah. feral. So the, this this beer, it comes in a ceramic blue bottle, like, Cannot, it's one of the big breweries that makes it, one of the big American breweries that makes it. It's incredibly strong um, and it tastes, re- it's really thick and tastes like Vegemite and I fucking hate it. But um, you get a lot of Vegemite character from yeast autolysis. So when still living yeast, if it's left on dead yeast too long, uh, reconsumes the dead yeast. And so gives, we have cannibal and becomes yeast. mega yeast, and <laughs> it gives it gives that Vegemite character. So yeast autolysis, it's the eating of the yeast. That's not which is what, probably what Vegemite gets its character from because oh, it, it is a yeast fucking. It paste. could it could well do that's, that. Araxal grease, on one of the two. That's <laughs> not what this comes from, but that that is getting some of that Vegemite character yeah. from those dark malts, that incredibly high alcohol. Um, and just that that yeast working in there as well. So it it's still a very very nice beer. That Vegemite character is obviously there. Yeah. Um, and to our international listeners, which we do have American and yeah, English listeners, it's what you spread um, on your face to stop the drop bears from attacking. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, I won't. I won't say anymore. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> um, we're at. A, we're right on an hour ten. So, if you want to wrap with one last topic, um, I've got another TV series that we've started watching. You know how much I don't particularly watch TV series, so this one's absolutely sucking me in, and I will have to talk to Chris about it at some point. But Hannibal. Based, yeah, okay. based on okay. Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs, yep. those those books and movies. Um, you've got so you've got Mads Mikkelsen playing yep. uh, playing Hannibal. It is basically a uh, it's a Criminal Minds Criminal yeah, Minds okay. TV series. It's that type of TV series. It's R rated. Um, good and it's extremely good. It's, uh, is it Netflix or it's on or, uh, it's Pirate on Bay? Stan, I right, don't, yeah, I don't download. That's what I said. So it's on, it's on Stan. Pirate who? <laughs> it's, it's it has a as I've spoken about many many times. One of the things I love it has a very strong continuous story. Yep. Um, some of the episodes have their own individual stories within them. Then you'll get an episode that has is just about the main story. And then you'll get another sort of mini episode, but they all link in. They they there's the mini stories within the larger stories all have these this ongoing impact to the overall story. Yeah, okay. It's not so like Doctor Who when it was good. Yes. So cool. it, they they all have some sort of linkage to Bad Wolf we, and Yeah, so whether it whether it's a whether it's a crime or a killer that's impacting the mental state of one of the agents or 
how Hannibal's interacting with the agents or the killer or something like that. It's it has this overall link to the full story. It's fucking really, really good. And is Hannibal represented well? Hannibal's represented great. Mads cool. Mi- I, I really like Mads Mikkelsen. Um, I think he's a great actor. Um, I, I like a lot of the stuff he's in. He plays Hannibal fantastic. Like, he is this smooth-talking psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, and then they've represented his whole cannibalism beautifully as well. Like, it's it makes you want to eat the food he's eating. It's poetic. <laughs> it's Sorry? Poetic. It's poetic. It is beautifully poetic. He is immaculately dressed his just his whole presence within the tv series is just it's it's an absolute masterpiece i think it's i'm only we're eight episodes into season one i think it's one of the best crafted tv series i've ever watched um they they have a very strong this is what i want to talk to chris about and get him to watch a couple of episodes they have a very strong sense of sound and they use sound continuously without throughout an episode to induce a whole bunch of feelings and a a feeling to a scene that you might not expect. So it can be a conversation like we're having here and there's no music to go with it, but there's this underlying hum. Yeah, okay. There's, there's, so there's yeah, just kind of a d- there's, discord. There's always noise in this in this season, in this in this series, and it's very rarely will you get any period of film that's not accompanied by music or noise of some sort. I can't describe it as anything else other than noise ambience it's ambience it's ambient noise but it's not like the world around us ambience it's it's a deliberate human made uh noise to go with and there are some very disturbing sort of horror cues the cellos and the the scraping of the violins and the strings and all that sort of stuff but then there's this underlying hum to everything and noise and sound is very used in a very disturbing kind of way That's throughout cool. the thing mm-hmm. and you always feel a little bit on edge because of this ongoing the in the in the audio this this ongoing cool. noise that's in there and it's very heavily focused on serial killers yep. obviously would you fuck me i'd fuck me <laughs> i'd fuck me hard it, it rubs the lotion on the skin <laughs> Uh, so Ed, you can see where the that disturbing element of Buffalo Bill and that yeah. can then build from this earlier this earlier version oh, so of it's set before the Silence of the Lambs. It, it is so. Will Graham is the main character. Yep. Will Graham is the Edward Norton character from Red Dragon who ended up catching Hannibal. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen Red. Is that the second or the third? I saw two. So it's the prequel. So it's set before Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal's already been caught. Um, Right. Rafe Fiennes is the- um, I think I have seen it then. So he's he's the main bad guy. Edward Norton is the FBI agent who is consulting with Hannibal. Right. But he's also the one that caught Hannibal and put him in the psycho ward. Right. Um, And then Silence of the Lambs is afterwards and then it goes to Hannibal and then Hannibal Rising is set when he's a teenager. Right, I think I've seen Hannibal and Red Dragon. Then I haven't seen the latest, which is Hannibal Rising. Hannibal, right? Yeah, but it's a prequel. It's yeah. a prequel to Red Dragon. Right. Yes. So it's the prequel to the prequel. But it's the fucking. Fourth, but it's like seriously, motherfuckers, just make them in order. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it hard? So it's uh, I've I've seen them all. I've enjoyed even the bad ones. Yeah, um, okay. I, I think I th- Hannibal is a very interesting character to yeah, me. Yeah, he is. And that's why we finally went in on the TV series. Be and careful, I've, Louise. Be very, very careful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, it's, but they say it's the quiet ones you need to watch, so you don't have to worry about any of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
It, it's, it, it is a very good TV show. And I had a little bit of read on um, Wikipedia, and it was very highly regarded through critics, um, yep. but its ratings were down. Yeah, okay. So ultimately they cancelled it, but I, I would recommend it. We're eight, eight episodes into season one. How many I'm seasons? loving it. There's three seasons of 13 episodes. And you okay. said Netflix? Stan. 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 Fuck yeah. Stan. And it, it, you, you know, Pete, that I have a very hard time starting a series and yeah, I, have a very, I have a very hard time continuing and finishing a series. Yeah. I just want to, I want you guys Sacrilege. to fuck off so I can go and watch a couple more episodes of Hannibal. Oh, well, in that oh. case, we'll fuck oh, off. Yeah. I mean, James? Yeah. Thank you very much for yeah, joining thanks. us, mate. Thanks, James. It's been good. Well, yeah. welcome. It's yeah. been emotional. It Cold goes, goodbye. It goes quick, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have a good one.